people have to make do with flowers in pots. There once lived two poor children. But these two did have a garden a little larger than a flower pot. They were not brother and sister, but they were just as fond of each other as if they had been. Their parents were next-door neighbours. They lived in attics at the tops of next-door houses. Where the sloping roofs almost touched, a gutter ran along between and across this each house had a little window facing the other. You'd only to step along the strip of roof to cross from window to window. The parents each had a wooden box standing outside the window, and here they grew vegetables and herbs. They had little rose trees too, one in each box, and these grew gloriously. The pea plants trailed over the edges, the rose trees put out long branches, some twining around the windows, some bending over towards the opposite bush, making a kind of arch of leaves and flowers. The children would often sit on their little wooden stools under the roof of roses and talk and play and spend many a happy hour. In the winter, of course, there was no sitting out on the roof. The windows were often thick with frost, but the two children would warm up a coin on the stove, then press it on the frozen pane. This would make a splendid peephole. Behind each round hole was a bright and friendly eye, one at each window. These were the eyes of the little boy and the little girl. His name was Kay, and hers was Gerda. In summer they could be together with a single jump, but in winter they had first to climb all the way down one lot of stairs, then up another, while outside the snow fell fast. "'Those are the white bees swarming,' said the old grandmother." "'Have they a queen, too?' asked the little boy, for he knew that real bees have. "'Oh, yes, indeed,' said the grandmother. "'Wherever the flakes swarm most thickly, there she flies. She is the largest of them all. She never lies still on the ground, though, but soars up once again into the black cloud. On many a winter night she flies through the streets of the town and peers in at the windows, and then they freeze into the strangest patterns, like stars and flowers. Yes, I've seen that, both children cried at once, knowing now that it must be true. Could the Snow Queen come in here? asked the little girl. Just let her try, said the boy. I'll put her on the hot stove and then she'll melt. But the grandmother smoothed his hair and told them other stories. In the evening, when little Kay was back at home and half undressed, he climbed onto the chair by the window and looked out through the little hole. A few snowflakes were drifting outside. Then one of these, much larger than the rest, settled on the edge of the window box outside. This snowflake grew and grew, until it seemed to take the shape of a lady dressed in the finest white gauze, which was in fact made up of millions of tiny star-like flakes. She was so beautiful wonderfully delicate and grand. But she was of ice all through, dazzling, glittering ice, and yet she was alive. Her eyes blazed out like two bright stars, but there was no peace or rest in them. Now she nodded towards the window and beckoned with her hand. The little boy was frightened and jumped down from the chair, and then he thought he saw a great bird go flying past. The next day was clear and frosty. After that the thaw began, then it was spring. The sun shone. The first green shoots appeared. Swallows built their nests. The windows were thrown open, and the two children sat once more in their little roof garden. The roses were so beautiful that summer, more than ever before. 
The little girl had learned a hymn which had a line about roses, and these made her think of her own. She sang the verse to the little boy, and he sang it too. In the vale the rose grows wild, children play all the day, one of them is the Christ child. How lovely the summer was! The rose garden seemed as if it would never stop flowering. Kay and Gerda were sitting looking at a picture book of birds and animals, and then, just as the clock in the great church tower began to strike five, Kay said, Oh! Something pricked me in my heart! Oh! Now I've got something in my eye! The little girl put her arm around his neck, and he blinked his eyes. No, there was nothing to be seen. Ah, I, th I think it's gone, he said. But it hadn't. It was one of those tiny splinters from the demon's looking-glass. I'm sure you remember it. Poor Kay. He had got another piece right in his heart.